I'm in. <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm in. I can hear your voice in my eardrum, just like Carter could. <laughs> oh yeah, get get off the bus. Take a left. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> start a, giving you directions. There's a bomb in your right molar. <laughs> if you don't do what I say. <laughs> I had a moment like that actually at work the other day. There what, was a. What do you mean? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm walking around. Well, okay, so I got I got an earpiece in my ear, you know. Okay. I'm working I'm I'm on the floor, the retail floor. Gotcha. And uh I didn't know this at the time, but there was a, you know, uh just a person they were they were respectful of like maybe he came in with a backpack. So they're thinking, Oh, maybe this is a thief. Sure. Maybe we got a thief on our hands. Um anyway, I'm walking I didn't realize the general manager's like looking at the security cameras and like, you know, trying to follow this person. Mm. So I'm walking out of an aisle and all of a sudden I hear, hey, take a left. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> and then he's like, okay, now take another left. Now go ask that guy if he needs help. Okay. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Movies That Whip. It's me, Gooey, joined, as always, by my buddy, Adriel. How's it going, pal? It's going great. Um, busy. It's starting to get cold, but I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm, I, I'm better after watching this movie the other day. Yes, yes. We're both here. We're both trying to survive the holiday season with our own respective yeah. uh, endeavors. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to... Talk about this movie with you. I, it it feels like even though it's total, it's like totally different. But it it I it was another cool movie to try and check out, like sim in similar vein to RRR, in that it's mm-hmm. like this foreign film that just on Netflix, you know, like when it came out, it got a bunch of views, and so it kind of just floated by me, and I was like, oh, I want to watch that, and it's been kind of on the plate for a while. Yeah, how did you how did you find out about this? Because unlike RRR, I haven't heard very much about Carter. Oh yeah, at it's, all. <laughs> it's certainly. I don't think it's as big of a. Uh, it's not as big of a sensation. Uh, I do. I do have. I'll just jump ahead to this, but I'd see like and and who knows what their actual numbers are. But it was ranked um, number one in Netflix's top ten uh, non English movies. Uh, f- in August, in like early oh, August. So okay. like the the uh like week it came out, like it got a lot of people uh I think I think it's bo- a bit more niche, but I saw people posting like clips, like certain scenes, like the the motorcycle scene and stuff like that. A lot of those like really intense scenes were just being shared on like Twitter or whatever and I saw it. Mm. And um I should say the the movie is called Carter. It's from this year. Came out a few months ago. It's on Netflix. Uh, I'm I'm gonna slay the pronunciation. I'm sorry, but it's uh, uh, Jung Byung Gil is the director. I'm sorry if that's mm. not right, but it's a Korean movie. And uh, this, I had I had first heard about this director actually because, um, and this is like I'm not cool, so this is how I found it out. But when <laughs> John Wick Chapter Three came out. Uh, there was an article 
And then I sent you a video where they talked about that scene specifically. But there's an article that I slash interview, I believe, with um, uh, Chad Stahelski going through a lot of other movies that have inspired scenes in the movies like they they straight up are like they're not hiding it they're like this is we saw this other movie we thought it was sweet and we wanted to pay homage to it and do our own version of it that's which I so think, sick i think that's sick yeah uh that's very, so cool and i mean this like movie just <laughs> kind of it, thing yeah right right this movie is so it, it reminds me so much of john wick i mean in some ways, it, in plot wise, it's not at all like John Wick, but in right. terms of like vibes and like who the main character is, it's very much John Wick. Yeah, totally. Just like kind of a straight, like straightforward, like nonstop kind of, you know, action oriented movie. Like the action comes first for sure. Right, and that it's this character who can just like slay a ton of people. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, yeah. You the, know, like, like it's nothing. Of- yeah, so I actually was reading this article and they talked about uh, the director's previous film, which came out in 2017, I think, called The Villainess. And there was like mm. this really cool motorcycle chase in it that they kind of replicated or like it sort of took inspiration from for a motorcycle chase in John Wick Chapter 3. And I, uh, I've been meaning to check that movie out, but then when I saw this posted and I saw some of these cool scenes and like motorcycle chase and it was from the same director, I was like, Ooh, I got it. You know, I want to check this out right away. So that's kind of what led me to suggesting it. Wow. That's cool. I, (laughs) uh, when you suggested it, I watched like straight up like five seconds of the trailer and I was like, I don't even want to know anymore. Like I'm in, like, it's fine. (laughs) I'm invested. I'm in. And you don't, I don't know, you don't really need to know too much anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely think that there's been a trend where, uh, like, the backs of books and uh, movie trailers, like, show way too much. And I'm like, dang, I don't need to know. Like, I just need to know, like, a little bit of a vibe and a little bit of the premise. And, like, that's cool. <laughs> I don't need to know. Um, and I, But I will say yeah. that, the, that the name, Carter, I kept thinking, like, it's going to be about Beyonce. Or maybe it's going to be about Lil Wayne. Yeah, oh, yeah. Is it like the <laughs> next is like the Carter Two or whatever? Yeah. Well, all of Lil Wayne's albums, well, not all, but many of them were like the Carter One, Two, Three, Four, however many there were. And then, yeah, Beyonce. Well, Jay Z's last name's Carter. Beyonce Knowles Carter. So that's just what the word Carter reminds me of. But that's not even Turn, remotely to close no. to what this movie is about. In fact, I don't think that the name Carter, like, I didn't catch if or why that name was important was it yeah it was so it's one of his names like one of well, the th- main character's names this is okay so th- this ex- this interaction that we're having right now might uh cu- <laughs> be a theme for this episode because i feel like very often i was just like okay cool like yeah. whatever is happening in this movie i will say i definitely didn't feel like i was keeping Close. I was trying to keep close tabs no, that, on the plot, but it, it no, wasn't. I totally get <laughs> it. I totally get it. Uh, <laughs> if we're talking about the plot, do you, do you want to debut our new segment? Oh, yeah. Our new segment, which uh, I guess is as yet unnamed, but is just let's talk about the, the plot beginning, middle and end so that if you haven't seen the movie, which you 
you, you may not have, um, you kind of get an idea of what is going on and you're not waiting for us to, to explain whether or not like a character dies or whatever. All right. Yeah. So I so wrote, we could, yeah. Well, how long is, I, I think I said, do you want to write like a, a paragraph synopsis? What did you end up doing? I wrote a, about a two par. I don't know how many words it is, but it's a, I'm gonna say it's okay. a two paragraph <laughs> synopsis. Okay, so some some labor went into other than us sitting here uh, jabbing our jaws. You did free labor for the. I show. did free labor, although I will say um, it's a little stream of consciousness. <laughs> so <laughs> let's okay. just see. Okay, so tell us what the movie Carter is about. Okay, so. The plot of the, I will preface this by saying that the plot is somehow both like extremely complicated and wildly simple at the same time. Yeah, yeah. That's, um, yeah. And it's complicated because it's a lot of twists and turns and it's simple because I feel like the movie doesn't actually give a fuck and we don't actually give a fuck like what's happening. Mm. So the film starts with a, a bus, full, and I'm not going to go scene by scene because that would be literally impossible, but it starts <laughs> with a bus full of CIA agents listening to a news report on a virus called DMZ, which um, it causes like abnormal aggression and strength and animal-like behavior, and it takes takes them over within two weeks. And the name, DMZ, is a reference to where the virus began, which was the demilitarized zone between North and South Korea, DMZ. This is important because the whole movie takes place kind of jockeying between North and South Korea. Um, yes. So at the beginning, on while, while we're listening to this news segment, it's, this is the lore dump at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> We find out that a scientist has created an antidote for the virus using um, his daughter's DNA after she successfully recovered from an infection. But both the scientist and his daughter have gone missing on their way to North Korea, presumably kidnapped by either the South Korean government or the South Korean people or maybe the CIA or a rebel. No, who's to say? Yeah, there, there's a whole element of the movie with with this and with Carter where we don't really know who's pulling the strings type thing. That's that is the that's the theme of this movie. <laughs> um so the inciting incident these these CIA agents go and they they raid a hotel in Seoul and we find a nearly naked man lying face down on a bed soaked with blood. And he has no memory of who he is or why he's there. And we hear a disembodied woman's voice, a voice that only this guy can hear, telling him that his name is Carter and that she's communicating to him through an earpiece that's been implanted in his head. And she also tells him that his memories have been temporarily erased, not completely, but temporarily. <laughs> and that also, furthermore, a tiny bomb has been placed in one of his teeth, so if he doesn't follow her instructions, she'll kill him and anyone within a 10-meter blast radius. Do I have that correct? Yeah, yeah, though they, 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 in a fun way, get rid of that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, 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 the, the tooth gets extracted later, which is, yeah. <laughs> which is great. Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, so that, that's, this is, that's the premise of this movie, um, we, quickly see that Carter doesn't need his memories to recall uh, his training as kind of a John Wick type like fighter. Mm 
that can easily just like murder hundreds of people single-handedly or with the help of some like gadgets that have been placed throughout South Korea by who knows who how does the woman know where they are you know it's the it's the it turns out the whole city is kind of (laughs) booby-trapped um and there's this effort to try to get Carter to find the missing scientist and the the daughter in order to cure the world of the virus. Um, But meanwhile, we also get like all this background about Carter's experience immigrating to the United States and as like a child and him playing piano at some point and Mm -hmm. serving as an agent for the United States government and being an undercover uh, agent, falling in love with a commander in the North Korean army and having a daughter the daughter also has the DMZ virus, although we're not totally sure if any of this is accurate because uh, as the movie progresses, we uh, we hear lots of different stories. And because he doesn't have his memory back, we don't we can't quite tell what's true. Yeah. And um, I kind of like that element. There's like so there's like different aliases. You know, there are like some people are calling him Carter. I think is like American I think it was his like CIA name, which was awesome, was Michael Bain. Or maybe I have that yeah. reverse. No, maybe no, no, that's right. That's right. Okay. Michael Bain is just such a, such a sick. That's like the Michael Scott uh, <laughs> character. He, I forgot the name of that character. I but. forgot about the Michael Bain <laughs> reference, or not reference, but that that was a name that he was called. <laughs> y- yeah. So that that all that stuff was kind of cool. I'm sorry. Was there more to it that you were? Well, I will say that. Um, uh, it's just a chase of him getting trying to take this child yes. who's the antidote to North Korea. You know, it takes us here. What what do I have here? Oh, it ta- okay. It takes us on a journey, uh, on a Papa John's motorcycle ride, into an industrial basement haunted house, into a parade in which a child wears a mask of her own face, a luxury governmental airplane, an open air truck bed full of pigs. A Resident Evil style secret lab, and of course, a runaway train. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, that's where we go in this movie. Um, and if my explanation has been haphazard and disjointed, it's because I really did not know what the fuck was happening, and I'm cool with that. I like, think you nailed it. I think that's basically what happens at the end. Uh, Carter, we kind of realize that the main villain is a leader of this North Korean coup, and yeah, he's like Car- a separate from from the right. North Korean government. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's pretending to work in the government, but he's actually part of this coup. And Carter is reunited with his daughter and his wife. He's got his memories back. Um the scientist is reunited with his daughter. However, there are two critical moments within the last 5 minutes of the movie. One is right before he kills the leader of the coup. The leader says like are these memories really your own (laughs) or something to that effect? And then (laughs) the last shot, well, not the last shot, but the last uh, visual of the movie is everyone happily on a train. And then the camera like pans up and you see the bridge that the train is on, like explode and collapse into the river. (laughs) And then it's like the end. Maybe they died. (laughs) Not sure. Maybe. Yeah. So or I maybe the chase just continues. 
that's that's what it could be too. I feel like it, it really depends. I feel like it I could would say the chase be. continues. I mean, he's made it this far. There's no way that a an imploded bridge is going to take Carter well, down. Especially with the line of like, are these memories really your own or whatever? Right. That's what I feel like. Um, I feel like there was like I didn't have a problem necessarily following the plot. I don't. I don't think it was overall issue because it was just like the whole time I could just tell like, okay, I'm not really supposed to know everyone's deal so i'm like okay uh for this sure. guy this person's from south korea there's like we got we meet some agent from like north korea right and then we meet like a cia guy and i'm like okay they're all kind of vying for this sort of uh influence or whatever but then um i think i guess i just think like i don't know what didn't work for me i just feel like at the end it wasn't very satisfying maybe because like some of those other characters kind of like got killed off or were gone. They were instead of like me- meaning to be like, like they could have come back later. Like a lot of people, like uh, the CIA director or whatever, they they get killed and you just don't see them again. You know, I think yeah. if that maybe that would have kept it more interesting throughout the movie if like these characters came back and and also because they leave it with a, I I do like I don't mind like ambiguity and stuff. I don't even mind like the the idea of like the train even if it all killed them or didn't but i think the leaving it with that question it feels like there's something like not fully finished in this movie which like i said there there could be some room for ambiguity but i felt like just not very it was with the end of like the story where i was kind of like oh okay like i i guess that was interesting <laughs> yeah i mean i actually liked the ending uh the the most like that final shot of the of the bridge exploding because i was like you know what like this like maybe it the the whole movie was this like cat and mouse kind of chase but like who's the cat who's the mouse is it a coup is it the government is it north korea is it south korea is it the united states is it the cia who knows and so like all of it just was like you know, I had to to let go and just sort of watch it unfold in front of me. And that was like I, the whole time I felt like I was on a train that was about to explode. <laughs> so the ending worked fi- for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't mind that. That Like I said, that visual is cool. I did feel like I was on that train. Um, and I yeah, I, I like a lot of that stuff. And I, f- I felt like I, th- I think also, too, was just with this kind of movie uh I don't like to just complain about like the length, but it did feel like at some point I was like, how much longer is left? In the yeah. Movie? That it was an, it was an hour too long. Yeah. <laughs> it was way too long. And I like long movies, but it was, it was two hours yeah. long and it w- could have been one hour. <laughs> like, I, I mean, th- another thing that I think added to that is that the movie, I don't think we've mentioned this. The movie is stylized to be one continuous shot. Yes. Yeah. So that, well, that was the other main thing about it for sure that I wanted to talk about. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that was, so when I was I, actually, I, I don't want to just be like when talking about a movie, it's just like you defend the thing other people said about it. But those were the two things people brought up was like, I was reading some reviews and people were like, Oh, the story's too, it's bullshit or whatever. And then the other thing was like, <laughs> Oh, the, Like they did, they really didn't like the style of the movie. Hmm. What did what did you think about it? 
Well, I, I, I brought it up when we were talking about the length because I do think that it it added kind of like a like a claustrophobia um to to the viewing for me where I was like, you know, there's just it's just unrelenting in its pace and mm-hmm. there's no like cutaway to, you know, somebody smoking in an office building and being a villain and being like ha ha like we we got him this time you know like there's just it's just unrelenting from his perspective the whole time and so yes. the movie was really exhausting to watch in that way um and i think that contributed to it feeling really long because there was n- th- there was no pacing i mean it, at all yeah well it's like breakneck <laughs> so, yeah. which i thought was cool it was just like yeah it does wear you down a little bit for that length for yeah, sure. I, I mean, I liked it. I was like, if this movie didn't have that, I think it wouldn't, it would have, it needed a gimmick, I think, dare I say. I think that the movie, I mean, it's it's not like a great movie, but it, like, I think it, it was flashy enough and crazy enough, and it had this, like, gimmick that was pretty fun to, to be a part of and to be witness to, this, like, camera, co- like, you were just constantly, like, in his head, at his side the whole time because mm-hmm. the camera just never left, you know? Um, I thought so I, I the thought camera was awesome. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was super cool. Um, yeah. I think, again, I, I was, I've tried not to rebuke too many criticisms, but a lot of people were comparing it to other movies that have done a similar thing. They're mm. certainly not these big action movies. Uh, and they talk about how elegant and well-made a lot of these movies are, how they do a good job of like hiding the cuts. And one mm. thing people say about like this one that I, I saw is like, you can always tell they're not trying to hide it. And I'm like, and I'm like, I don't think the way the movie looks and like the way the camera moves and stuff is like on accident. I feel yeah, like absolutely, yeah. to me, it feels similar. And I know this is meant to be like more real realistic sort of. It's a zombie movie as well. <laughs> go figure but uh right <laughs> it, it it feels to me similar i said this back in the virtual theater matrix episodes but it it would be like watching that and being like this this uh this looks fake <laughs> you know what i yeah. mean yeah <laughs> it's like no <laughs> that's a good I, point yeah i don't think it's an accident i think it's awesome i think the camera they're like they're ex- it's experimental a little bit so obviously some of the things are gonna look a little wonky i won't deny that but over and and of and sometimes it was it was like very overwhelming sometimes for how long it was and and exhausting but like overall i just thought like that's really cool like yeah like of course yeah some of these camera shots are cg because it's moving in a way that's completely impossible for like a camera to move which i think is cool like and then there are things interspersed that it's still like like there is still like a lot of actual cool real shots spliced together and there are times where i'm like i still i'm like i don't know how they did that you know what i mean yeah like it, yeah, it, yeah yeah so i i found it very impressive and very cool. yeah i thought it was sick no don't get me wrong i thought it was sick i i think that was i mean it was one of my favorite things about the movie actually <laughs> i thought it was cool and i it didn't like there were parts where i, I guess i could tell that it was a cut but like again like it the movie was so impressive with like all of the action and all of the you know the people the, the number of stuntmen that they had doing crazy ass shit 
and it was all like c- cut together to be one shot. I mean, I just thought it was awesome. <laughs> I thought too with like this reminds me of some of the like because people kind of criticize like oh like there was there this movie's good because they did all practical this one it's all CG it all looks horrible like I even say that sometimes yeah. like kind of it's kind of a a very broad way to speak about something that has a lot of I think more caveats and nuances but in for me with CG what like I feel like a movie is cool if either with its designs or like the way it uses moves the camera or whatever if it uses like CG to do some like wild ass shit that blows my mind you know like that's cool and so like if I see some crazy ass you know, like space station that's all CG, but it looks sweet. I'm like, cool. Like, I don't care that I can tell that that's not real. You know, obviously, like a lot of movies, <laughs> it is like it does immerse you. Like you watch a like a James Cameron movie, you watch Aliens and it's like, oh, like all these designs look so like they bring the movie to life. But then I feel like there's other movies where it's like, yeah, let's go. Let's go crazy. I, th- I feel like the Phantom Menace or something. It's like, yeah, look at yeah. all this crazy shit that I made out of CG. It looks, I think it looks awesome. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, when I was watching this, kept having like, like that movie magic kind of feeling, you know, I was like, oh man, like people are out here doing crazy shit with movies, you know, <laughs> like they just were like, you know what? We're going to make this insane action movie. Um, I mean, the acting was, like, pretty markedly bad, and I didn't give a fuck. I thought it was awesome. I didn't care. Like, I was like, that's clearly not where they spent their money. Doesn't matter. Like, everyone is committed a thousand percent, and they've made it all look like it's one shot. I'm in. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's hard for me to judge the acting, because it was like, I don't know. How how did you watch it? Because, like, the version, the way I watch it, it has, like, voiceover, you know, over them talking. I uh I mean there were a lot of parts that were in English in the Netflix Netflix version. Okay. Yeah, I think that's what I watched too. And so like a lot of the people in the movie like they had English actors like dub like the the like leads basically. And so you can watch oh. it without subtitles. Yeah. Oh, no. The one that the I I feel like I watched it so that it I mean, I oh, could have okay. been wrong, but if I felt like it was that all of the I mean, everyone was just speaking. It had their real voices. So you <laughs> so had like when, subtitles and everything. Yeah, I had subtitles when they were speaking in Korean and no subtitles when they were in English. Okay. There was a, I mean, about, I like half of the movie is in English, I think. It like yeah. spoken in English, uh, almost half of it. For me, yeah, it was like all of it. And, it, and I think mm. there was parts that were dubbed. So uh, it was hard for me to... The only person I really got like a full I mean I liked um uh Ju Wan is the lead actor in this movie like just mm-hmm. as a like action screen presence I thought was awesome. So like Oh, he was awesome. Yeah, he rocked. I f- I feel like he was great. There was um I think that um I don't know like I think that the you know, the first l- like lines out of anyone's mouth which was like the the woman, there was like a, a CIA agent who's like, like, you know, get off the bed or like get on the ground or something. And yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, girl, what are we doing here? <laughs> um, And then, but it's like, it. there's just lots of distracting. For me, it was like they were just distractingly bad acting moments. But like. <laughs> okay, okay. Plenty. I mean, when he, whenever it was him and the, 
the child, the two principal actors, which is the scientist child named Hana, I think, and mm-hmm. um and Carter, they were both good and they seemed to have good chemistry and they were not distracting. But I feel like even like the main CIA um guy who when they're in the basement and he extracts his tooth, I was like, dang, this guy. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought he was awesome. <laughs> he was he, he was played by Mike listen, Coulter. I liked him. But who I, plays Luke I Cage. Oh, really? Yeah. On the uh, well, those Netflix shows, which I thought were I thought he was pretty good in those. And I thought, yeah, I actually I was good. I was going to say because like everyone else, I couldn't really gauge it because I think it was I had the all overdubbed or whatever. Like he was sure. the only there was a couple other, you know, like you mentioned, the one person, the CIA person. But he was like the actual real like performance I could witness. And I thought he was sweet. Like, cause I, he had like a, he had like a kind of a menacing, like he was playing the CIA guy and it, like, he just felt so evil to me. And I was like, yes, I like, that was my favorite a- aspect of the movie actually. What Like, just cause yeah, maybe it's just like the American aspect. But I was like, yes, like we're involved. And of course we're horrible. You know what I, I mean? I know it, that was, that was sick. I love that. It was like the CIA actually like brainwashed or like. What there was something going on about like Carter had facial surgery or something. So there Do you was remember that part? Yeah, I think they were positing that may, maybe he is like has a like these two different aliases, you know, like one was I think he was a uh South Korea like so actually it's three because there's South Korea, North Korea and then like potentially CIA. But part of his backstory involved him being, like, someone who maybe, uh, not defected, but, like, traveled to the other, like, from South, I think, to North Korea and became, mm-hmm. like, uh, renowned there. But then there's, like, this other story that the CIA, I think, is pitching to him where he is, like, a CIA agent and he's had, like, uh, facial surgery to, like, appear like a different person. And that's Mm -hmm. why that's why there's the whole like, are your memories even yours? It's like he might not even be who these other people are saying he is, I guess. Yeah, something I actually liked about this totally convoluted plot was that I felt like I got to kind of choose what I thought maybe happened and like who I who (laughs) I trusted. Like there was one CIA agent who was um, a small woman who was like, like, I know you like we've worked on, you know, we've worked together before and like i i i know who you are like i can see it in your eyes and um i'm probably giving away too much credit but i was like yeah she's i trust her like i have no reason mm-hmm. not to trust her and then she of course does not come back at all in the movie <laughs> she she never returns again she gets shot but not killed and yeah. then that's it but i, I mean, that was something that i liked about the movie that i just got to be like you know what i trust her so maybe maybe he was, you know, I I like I leaned towards him like actually being in the CIA because I trusted her. <laughs> so Okay. I- yeah, the, there was sort of like an episodic element to the movie or almost like a that was another thing I saw a lot of people saying like, "Oh, it's like a video game. It's not like a movie." And it's like, yeah, that I mean, I don't think it's specifically like I'm trying to be like a video game, but I think what it's trying to capture is similar 
to the vibe of a video game. And I think that's intentional. I think it's sweet. For sure. I think it's really cool. But that with the story, I think that was something that I didn't like as much. It felt just like, okay, you meet Mike Coulter and he's like, he's just like your mini boss here, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you have to do the cool thing where he pulled his explosive tooth out. That's mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was sick. No, I, I also said to you, I was like, this is a video game ass movie, but I loved it. I was like, this is, this is sick. Like it's the, I feel like you know exactly what you're getting into like right away in the movie. And it's like, there's, I could see this being a video game just because it's like, you're following one character. It's like, there's a goal. You keep getting derailed from the goal. You're not quite sure what's going on. It's like exactly the plot of a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm cool with that. Big I think train that's escape at the end. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually how like Resident Evil ends. You know, you get on the train. Totally, the whole good. thing reminded me of Resident Evil, to be honest. Because it was, was like, like this... Resident Evil with uh, the born identity. He was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who I am, but I know I'm cool as shit. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I liked to like. Uh, I don't know. I don't know fully what the takeaway is, but I kind of liked the political intrigue element of it. It did feel very like. Um, true to life that these these three big governments are you know like all all shady you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it doesn't i mean i don't i you know i don't have much i haven't even seen like a lot of south korean movies but you know the ones i have usually uh, have had that sort of element in it but it was cool mm-hmm. to see like like a movie that's just similar similar but not as much to rr that's just like on its face like yeah, like the CIA are <laughs> is involved in the affairs of North and South Korea. Uh, the you know the U.S. has like influenced this region, mm-hmm. you know, ever since after World War II or whatever has had this sort of you know hand guiding them. But then also shows like you know it shows like a conflict there. I, I don't know if it fully you know addresses the matter or anything, but I thought that was just like a cool element of the movie. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I mean, I, I, the, the movie also like didn't, I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but it didn't seem like it took itself too seriously in like uh-huh. the political intrigue aspect, which is why I think that like, you know, it doesn't like, um, like it doesn't need any sort of like indictment or any sort of like an, an political analysis. Like, I don't think it's trying to say, too much about about it politically which is like i also thought was like this is great like there's this political intrigue like a base rudimentary knowledge of like how evil the cia is is great and like a base Mm. understanding of like north and south korea be like there's the demilitarized zone that separates them and like that's just the basis for the plot and i think it works really great yeah it it reminds me too of just like like the the that element of it is just something that it's like a weird thing to be like, yeah, this is cool. When it feels like like I was watching, I've been watching old like random like pre nine eleven movies. I feel like after that, it's like like you can't it it's le- less like America or like American agents could be at fault so much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but like I don't know, even just watching like a random like if you go watch like. 
like half of the early Steven Seagal movies, even, or just any any sort of action kind of crime movie from the 80s, 90s. It's just like they will have that stuff like, oh, yeah, like the CIA is, is bad, like or whatever, like the the police are corrupt, blah, blah, blah. And usually there's an element of like, oh, we need the, you know, the one, the good one to like set them all straight or whatever. But I think just in terms of the believability of its world, it's like they present that stuff and it's just like, because that's obvious, like, you know, they're trying to present a believable world. And I think a lot of people at that time were, would be more willing to watch a movie and be like, well, yeah, of course, like the CIA is fucking scummy and, and corrupt or whatever. But like, you know, after a certain point, it's like, okay, we, Actually, the CIA are cool, and they're it's gonna they're gonna help out uh, Black Panther beat the bad guy or whatever. You totally, know? yes, yes, yeah. I thought that was a refreshing part about this movie that if it, it did feel kind of um, retro, that it was like oh f- the fucking CIA at it again, <laughs> you know, like as opposed to yeah them like being cool and they're like you know trying to 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 dole out some of their influence, which I think is like a common. Uh, plot device like that involves like the American government or like the shadow government you know and there's like a part of this movie it doesn't end up being fully the case but I think there's a part of the movie where they present that like well actually this is an element of the movie that's believable that there is um this there are people who have this want to um unite Korea and there's obviously like other interests at play that want to prevent that. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. Um uh but it, it I feel like it doesn't fully, you know, like it th- that's where it doesn't fully I think you said it's not fully interested in that or something, but I think it doesn't really get at that much further cuz then we get there and we find out okay, he he's working for North Korea, but like but I think it's it's also like this guy is like a they're like, but even that, it's like this guy who's a separatist or whatever, he's doing his coup. So I feel like it doesn't mm-hmm. fully um, get there in terms of, like, exploring that totally, you know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely doesn't explore that. Very, I mean, it's not, it like, I wouldn't call it, like, a political drama or action. I mean, of course, it's obviously an action movie, but some movies, even, like, James Bond movies are, like, more of, like, a political drama, mm-hmm. you know? Um but this is just, it's not. I think that's just like they use that as the premise and as the setting for the movie, which, yeah, yeah, I think like worked but super, super there, well. To its credit, though, there is like a part where it's like you, it's very believable and like seems true that like, like, um, th- like important figures in North Korea like are acting in good faith to try and like stop the zombie outbreak or whatever. And they're trying to work together Mm -hmm. with South Korea. And I thought that was kind of cool to like, I I don't know, not, not, not like shine them up or whatever, but to just sort of, uh, present the, like present it as like a believable real world conflict, you know, that there are, there are other interests at play, I guess, out in the world that are preventing, uh, uh, what unity i guess among everyone not even just north and south korea you know yeah yeah you know i'm sort of I, i'm kind of surprised in a way that like this movie is like a lot like uh it's it is like more 
it's much more anti-American than um, like RRR is like anti-British because RRR is like anti-imperialist um, mm-hmm. and it's set like whatever, you know, 80 years ago or 100 years ago or whatever it was. Whereas like this one is like the Americans look like trash and like there's the there's like that street protest where again, like maybe it's misguided, maybe it's wrong, but like the the like in the uh context of the movie like in the in the world this might not be true but they were saying like at this protest like we know the united states is behind all of this and then the whole crowd would chant back we know (laughs) (laughs) it's like i just i'm like so surprised that netflix was like sure yeah we'll put this on netflix you know yeah there's definitely some element of truth to that in the movie as well yeah right right so yeah i mean the story it was it was it was interesting at least to think about, you know what I mean? It wasn't it wasn't like I do just think like yeah, part of it was like left left the movie going a little too long. You know, I I think I could have seen a more basic movie, but I I appreciate them for trying to um make it a little bit more interesting, you know, let, less just like hey, there's the good guy and the bad guy, you know. That that made it for a more fun uh, kind of adventure as well too just like having to like go in and out of these situations of who you're uh allying with and stuff if if you were <coughs> excuse me if you were to cut something from the movie what would you cut to like make it down to like an hour and 20 minutes i don't know like that's that's the thing like that's why i don't like to complain about just the length of a movie because i think some movies mm-hmm. are I love some, you know, four hour movies or whatever. So it's like fine. But and I I don't know, like, I don't know if there's anything. I don't think it's necessarily like I would take things out. I think I think there's just some things they could have like done differently. But I don't I don't fully know what. But I I think it's like it's it's something just didn't fully click with me in the end. And maybe maybe it's just like. I don't know. Part of me, I was thinking like maybe I just don't get it. You know what I mean? But <laughs> um, yeah, there was something at the end. I think I think maybe I would have not taken out those characters who who he had to get by, like the one person who was assassinated or like the guy that they blew up or whatever. I would I would have maybe had them be involved in the whole movie, and I think that would have made it more interesting. I guess like having them trying to con. Because there was an element of, like, different people trying to convince him. But I think if there was more of that, you know, like, them showing up, getting in a a situation. Maybe it's even just, like, you get a line of dialogue, but then, like, a fight, you know, a confrontation breaks out or whatever. You know what I mean? Having them be kind of more of a constant presence other than just the voice in the ear or whatever. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I think it would be a much more well-received movie if, like... (laughs) There was follow through on character development on, you know, like there were only a few characters where it kind of mattered if they lived or died, you know? Um, And I think that like, if, if I think that also like the theme of the movie, like the, I don't know if this is the point, but I, the point that I got from the movie is that like, this is a story where, we don't know what's going on. The main character doesn't know what's going on. And you're just trying to figure out what's going on without like dying because you have to do what you're told or else like something bad will happen to you or your family. That's mm-hmm. like the point of the movie. And so like that doesn't like leave a ton of room for um, like 
lots of peripheral character development. It's just like, uh, like, you know, hundred miles an hour, the whole movie. And I do think that like, if, if they had like, maybe not changed the scope, but had, um, you know, had certain characters come back, have a more impactful role, you know, I think that it would have, it would have adhered more to some more, uh, <laughs> conventional like plot <laughs> norms <laughs> that I think yeah. more people would have rated it a little bit more highly. Although I would say that if I was to cut anything out of the movie, I would leave it exactly as is. And I think that many of the fight scenes, this is maybe, you might not agree. I think that many of the fight scenes could have like been two thirds as long. Whoa, no, that's the part you got to keep in there. I'm t- but there, <laughs> but the whole movie was fight scenes. So, and I think like, for example, they like the, the fight scene, I don't know. There was one where like, they're trying to get into a car and then there's like a car on either side of the car. Yes. And it was sick That's as so hell. Awesome. But like, I-, I wanted to get to that point sooner and have less of the motorcycle chase, like leading up to the car. Like, let's get to the part of the fight. Like, oh, I the wasn't. Motorcycle chase is cool too, I thought. But there were like six motorcycle chases in this movie. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Hmm, but, just, but it was all cool. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> it was all sick. It was all sick. But if I was to, if I was to, if I was editing this and they were like, you have to cut it down, hmm. I wouldn't cut big chunks. I would just shave off like a few minutes, like here and okay, there okay. In, in within the movie. Um, but I do yeah. think that, yeah. I mean, if the plot was tighter and kind of uh, made a little bit more sense, people would have liked this movie more. <laughs> mm-hmm. But but yeah, that's what, that's what I would cut, I think. Just a little bit here and there. Did you have like a... Well... well uh, we should, we should, I mean, this is a, it's a zombie movie too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, it's a zombie movie, which like uh, only like two thirds of the way through does it really reveal itself. I mean, actually, that's not true. It reveals itself to be a zombie movie in the first ten seconds when they're explaining yes. the virus. Well, it, the first fight scene is kind of because it's like it's not fully like a zombie thing. Like it, it just makes you really like. Well, eventually it like transforms them, but at first it just makes you like really like pissed off. It seems. <laughs> yeah, it does. So like he does like the first place he ends up. Like there's a lot of people who are, uh, you know, they they're all they're raging. I think. So you, I, so that the this is in the bathhouse. He, yes, right. I he jumps some... through the window into the bathhouse and. They were infected with the virus. That was my question. I wasn't sure. I I believe so because then yeah, I think so because they were like crazy. Had to be crazy. Yeah, because that turned out to be like a place they were doing something with. Uh, (laughs) They had like a base there or something, and I I don't know. I but I'm pretty (laughs) sure that's those people were zombies. (laughs) Um, because he shows up and they're they're like just keep going. Don't don't. Pay attention to these, and they've got the 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 girls were like holding the gun all crazy and and weird looking. I'm like, okay, she's like zombified. Yeah, but only again like two thirds of the way through the movie is it like? <laughs> I also didn't realize this that like your hair falls out when you have this yeah. virus, and so then it was like all these like bald people like going crazy and it was like a straight up zombie movie you know Mm -hmm. so i think that it was yeah i definitely was like 
I had also forgotten about that zombie element, <laughs> like right that, away. Because then it's just like it's it's chases and stuff like that for a lot of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. That part too is like that's where you meet the the North Korean coup guy. Like you don't really meet him too until like later into the movie, and so it does yeah. feel like, yeah, it, it feels like um, like you should be seeing him the whole movie. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's not in most of the movie. Same thing, like, it's like the the characters from the beginning are gone, and now it's like this kind of new setting, new situation almost. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that was intentional with the movie. Like I said, I think it is meant to be like, we're going from this situation, this one, to this one, to this one, but it may, you know, it it makes you kind of misjudge or like misunderstand a character's importance, which I, I guess is kind of the point, even in the end. It's like, you know, the, our hero makes it out, but even he can just get blown up by who knows CIA or whatever. They're always one step ahead. You know, there's someone mm-hmm. else in the shadows watching, but yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The thing with it, it's like a zombie movie later and there's that guy. I, I can see how that could kind of uh, throw some people off. I was a little thrown off. Not fully. I was, uh, I mean, I just, by the time it became a zombie movie, it was like, we already were so deep into the insanity that I was like, fuck it. Like, hell yeah. I forgot <laughs> this was also a zombie movie, you know? Yes. Like, and I, what I was mentioning about, like, cutting some scenes or so, like a few minutes here and there out of the fight scenes, um, I will say that, like, part of what makes this movie so fucking batshit crazy is that, like, it is so... It takes so long to, to like, the, the fight scenes are just, they're, like, 15 minutes long. They're, like, really fucking long. And, mm-hmm. like, there's a part where, like, the the plane explodes. You're, like, watching people get, like, ripped out of the airplane into the sky. And then there's, like, a... Oh. Doesn't ma- that doesn't matter. Someone is, is skydiving down with, like, You're a You're describing my parachute. favorite part. It's, this part is sick. He's skydiving down with the child and... Meanwhile, um, Carter like f- also flies out, and then there's this just like <laughs> like ten minute like fight scene of them but- in the air falling to the ground, and I'm like, I have no idea how long it would actually take you to fall that long, but I don't fucking care. This is awesome. That was fucking like- sweet. But then what's asked awesome is like they, they this it, it perfectly explains the movie because it's like you know okay we're on a plane blows up okay we're skydiving fight then they then they parachute down and they land and then all, right away there's trucks following them and you're like all right now here's the fucking truck scene like and i think that was cool i like yeah that's i would totally be down for i would love a movie that is just like an an hour and a half and it is just like the whole time you know you get you get away from the truck thing and you get on a boat and now oh now there's fucking boats coming from you know what i mean just like <laughs> never yeah that that's i mean there are movies that i mean this movie is like that um yeah so i don't know why i'm pitching a different version but like that is the thing <laughs> i liked about the movie that where it's like that the action scenes are long but it is just it is like a string of action scenes with like some interrupted parts yeah and like i i just i know we've like talked about this a lot but i really liked that that part also because it was so it was just so demonstrative of the movie and how it doesn't have to make sense like there is no like there's no 
way in which like the plane would explode at a point where then they would come down and fall onto a truck that's already being chased by agents. Like none of it it's not like, oh, that's not realistic. But I'm just mean like it's so far removed from reality that it's no that way. it's so they're fucking all, awesome. They're watching. They're ready. Yeah. They're mobile. It's fucking sick. Like <laughs> I that's I believe that, that's what actually. I love about it. I was like, sure, yeah. The hundred percent. That's sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I I yeah, I mean I, I thought it was sick. I love that part too. Um what yeah, did you have a fa- like of the fight scenes, like a favorite one the i mean the bathhouse the bathhouse one s- stands out to me just because i think that might might be the like the most violent thing i've ever watched <laughs> like, ever <laughs> i don't know if at the i mean that's probably not true but that's how i felt watching it <laughs> actually I had that so i had the similar feeling recently when i was watching one of the i think like the fourth of the main series or whatever of the universal soldier movies um, oh right, yeah. And like a lot actually there's like a lot of action of that genre where it's like these highly choreographed, highly beautiful fights. And John Wick has this too, but I feel like it's a little bit more palatable for like a mainstream audience. But uh, um especially there's stuff in the third one you should you should definitely see that's like a little bit like, ooh, man. But it's it's never it's <laughs> never that crazy, right? But I was watching Universal Soldier, I was watching uh this movie and uh oh and i was watching like the raid like it, this happens a lot more i feel like with foreign martial arts films or whatever where like they it's this highly choreographed like very beautiful like performance that these people are doing but it's also very brutal very violent and it presents it in like in a realistic way for such an unrealistic movie like it does present the violence in a very real way and I always thought that was kind of cool. I think I mentioned this in RRR too, where it doesn't like shy away, I guess, from like the it it. I'm not saying every movie should be this, but I like that it doesn't shy away from like showing like the ramifications or like the actual like what what these acts like actually do to someone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't like sanit try to sanitize the violence, which I think is. I mean, there's a part of it that's just like that's cool, like from a just like a. Like presenting it in a, in a in a real manner and like not not educational, but you know what I mean. Just kind of like mm-hmm. you're like feeling this real thing, and but then there is a part of it too that's just like, man, that's fucking sick. <laughs> like that is yeah. cool. Um, and it's I don't know. It's a weird. Um, it's a very interesting experience. I'm sure not everyone uh, feels that way when they watch that sort of thing, but I think it's cool. Right. Yeah. I mean, there was a uh a, a part in the bathhouse where like after like as he's like walking out the like the camera like pans like over everyone who is like you know like dying from getting horrifying yeah and it's so scary i'm like oh my fucking god like it's not just like oh like punch this guy and he falls off the cliff and this guy which is how a lot of like fight scenes are you know like think about like whatever in fucking fellowship of the ring right battle scenes are just like Mm -hmm. orc you know gets stabbed falls off you know stuntman falls onto the pad below but this movie is like just not only is there like blood all over the place but like people like aren't dead right away <laughs> so it's like pretty yeah. gross yeah yeah definitely showing them all like and even in that scene like well it's just cool visually 
uh, and horrifying because it's it's in this bathhouse, but you know, like you're watching the water like turn pure red and stuff like that, and like yeah. the way the blood comes out of them and everything is like very it's very intense. But I thought it was very cool, and yeah, it doesn't. You mentioned Lord of the Rings, and you know, I I, I sort of. I, I get that. I, I mean, I think that movie's awesome. Or, like, I think that's just, like, a lot of, you know, movies just make it very palatable. But it's like, yeah, this is, like, a violent act they're doing, you know? Like, yeah. RRR was another example of, like, it doesn't shy away from it. It shows, like, yes, this what they're doing is, like, heroic and whatever. But it, it also, like, it does do these things to people, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, I think uh, actually now that I think about it, I think John Wick is actually kind of the alternate example because they um, it it does show these violent acts occurring and it, it does show the violence, but it does present it in this kind of like um, comic book world where like, yeah, I think about in uh, the movies where they're doing in like number two they're doing like a shootout <laughs> at a at like a big party or like in the first one at a club and it's mm. like this would be horrifying in real life this yeah. would be like a you know like a like a club shooting essentially you yeah. know like there's all these guys getting shot but they always like they even kind of like poke fun at it in part two where him and common are walking along you know the subway and they're taking little pot shots at each other like secretly and no yeah, one notices yeah. like <laughs> like it like all all of the stuff and you never see like an innocent person get shot or anything uh-huh. it's always either john wick or some of these mercenaries you know what i mean totally yeah yeah that's much more like um like reality is suspended because you're just like he's only gonna get the bad guys like you it puts you at ease you're like the dudes who fucking killed john wick's dog they're gonna get it you know, you're like, that's it. Like, I don't yes. give a fuck. Like, I don't, I don't have to worry about any ramifications. Where here, it's like, really, like right away, I was like, oh shit. Like, I could watch this kid fucking die. I could watch somebody get beheaded. Like, you know, you just, I really felt yeah. not at ease like the whole time. Which I was, which again, I, I think that this movie did a great job of just really set setting up your expectations, right? Like. The movie is what it purports to be, and it sets you up right away. And if you don't like mm-hmm. it, you just turn it off five minutes in. You know what I mean? Yeah, true, true. I mean, the, there's actually kind of a more, it's less fun, but the beginning of RRR is like that, too. With that really horrible oh, like, God, attack yeah. right away, and they're like, okay, well, uh, what do you think? You want to keep going? In fact, I would say that RRR, that was actually not, that was a little bit misleading because I think that was one of the more horrifying yeah, things in the, the movie. O- well, a lot of the other horrifying things you just, you like seeing happen, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, kill, yeah exactly. Kill that fucker. Exactly. <laughs> and then also it turns out that like she wasn't, she wasn't dead. And I was like, the whole movie thought she was dead. And at the, <laughs> the very yeah, last true, scene, true. she's alive. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why did they mislead me? Like, I started watching it. I I was recovering from COVID. And Margaret was home, too. And so we were a little bit emotionally uh, um, weak. Yeah. <laughs> from just, like, being sick. And I was like, I'm going to watch RRR, blah, blah, blah. I turn it on. <laughs> And that's the first scene. And she's like, I can't fucking watch this shit. Like, I'm going in the other room. So, you gotta get yeah, I mean, to see the rest it, of the movie. Yeah, I got, I, yeah, I definitely Just skip should. that part, you know? 
I'm like, you've already seen it. You know, like the, the Brits are assholes, whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I, I'd probably say skydiving. You mentioned it. That was pretty cool. Uh, I liked like the chase through just like the chases through the city. I thought were very cool, too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I mean, I I feel like w- when I'm talking about it, I feel similar. Like, I can't I just can't even put into words like how awesome a lot of what they pulled off in this movie was and Mm -hmm. like that's that's kind of the main i mean that's that's what the movie is all about and like i think people use that kind of as an excuse for a lot of movies but this is like truly like you like this movie will probably also get ripped off by if not john wick like other movies you know what i mean like they will steal i'm sure because like there if you like if the, if this movie was like a little bit better written had like a little bit better acting like this movie like would be untouchable i think but i think mm-hmm. that like th- there were like it, it was so experimental and bizarre and that like you're absolutely right i think that more polished you know movies with even bigger budgets and whatever Although I, I guess I don't know what the budget of this movie is. I mean, it seemed pretty high I, budget, but I don't even know actually. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I yeah, I guess I mean, we could look this up. I'll pull but, that up. But uh, but the point is that I I do think it's it's definitely going to get ripped off because it can, like, it's so experimental. I think, and that that it will get sanitized and ripped off in in some ways for sure. <laughs> um. So, well, I don't know. The budget I got is in like the Korean. Uh, currency so i i don't know like <laughs> 30 30 billion uh krw i don't know how much that is oh i see that i see what I see. um well well what if we do 30 billion krw to usd <laughs> uh south korean won is uh 22 million us dollars Man. is that right I'm terrible. I don't really don't even know what um like average movie budgets are. I'm like, is that a lot? <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> it, well, it's, it's kind of a lot, but like for for example, what's uh what's like the an, an average bullshit movie that that came out recently? What about like Uncharted? Okay, <laughs> I like this. We're gonna we're gonna give live uh. You know, budgets and box offices we really we really care about here. Uncharted. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's like our main. So that was a uh, hundred and twenty million dollars. Okay, so so that was a hundred and twenty million, and this was twenty two million. I think I if I did the you know calculations right. Well, let well let me let me double check and see what I get because. Okay, I, mean, I like this. I like this a lot. Okay, We're doing here we go. Live fact checking. Uh, thirty billion. Okay, let's see. Hold on. Yeah. I mean, I think we're both probably looking at the same thing on Google. <laughs> but it it's coming up as $22 million. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm, and I'm looking at other. So, I'm looking at like Doctor Strange, Spider-Man. Uh, most, it looks like most of these movies, like the, like the big movies that are coming out now, look like to be in the hundreds of millions of I gotcha. dollars. Uh, like, okay. Okay. Like especially so the is... more expensive ones, upwards of two hundred million. So this is 
modest. Yeah, this is pretty low budget then. Yes, which I no. mean, I mean, a lot of these action movies I'm describing are, and and yet, okay, so it's it's more low budget. Okay, sure, it's a little, it's a little more confusing. It's not maybe not as a quote unquote polished, but I I would say pound for pound, it's a hell of a lot more thrilling than like, you know, whatever uh, like Uncharted or the Doctor Strange or whatever, like just the average whatever action movie we're pulling. I think that's oh, totally. been kind of a a thing with the show too when we've when we've talked about some of the the more like foreign action movies like they mm-hmm. they're or or even like uh i mentioned like the universal soldier like some of those direct to video ones where like very modest budget john john wick is kind of in the uh you know formed out of the uh dna of like that kind of movie um yeah and so i don't know we'll probably see this movie get nicked elements of it nicked for like a super expensive movie maybe john wick six or whatever <laughs> but uh yeah I don't, I don't think if it will be as exciting as watching it here so i feel like we uh we ex- got to experience something uh before ahead of time you know yeah i actually i mean i really do think that and i'm not just saying that because we happen to watch it and we're talking about it but i do think so and because it's, it's you just really don't know what's going to happen in the way that like, it's like, an, I don't know if it's, an, I think for me, because I am from the United States and so it's like a foreign film. And so it feels like an indie film, <laughs> but it is like, it's not, um, you know, again, like we said, it's not super high budget. So maybe, I mean, sort of is like a, a lower budget, like indie kind of action movie. Um, it's it's only it feels indie in that there are, there aren't the mid budget movies anymore there's there's only yeah i don't know why i couldn't even recall budgets now but like there's only like the super budget movies or there's like the hundred million dollar ones but like you know like it's it's actually refreshing to see a movie like this and yeah you know one that's like yeah it's made it's made to provide this very specific experience it's not to meant meant to appeal to everyone it's not you, you know what i mean like it it is strictly focused and uh, on the action <laughs> and and be yeah. and being well like like well choreographed super exciting showing you things you've never seen before you know sometimes you get a really great story too that ties it all together but like this it this is truly like i think not ground, not groundbreaking. It's it's pushing the action medium forward. I think it's trying new things. You know. Yeah, it's experimental. It's cool. <laughs> it's yeah, it's indie. I guess. <laughs> it feels indie. I don't know. Um, and like <laughs> you know, I mean, it just it. Re- it's uh, <laughs> I don't know. It just it. I I compared it to John Wick because he's such a similar character, but also because, um. Well, and also, you know, the action sequences that are highly choreographed and all that. Mm-hmm. But I think that what's I, I I noticed that like part of what makes John Wick so effective is that like you know the stakes right away. You know exactly like you know twenty minutes into the movie, you learn who John Wick is, and you're like, oh shit! Like this is this is what's going on now. Like there's not a ton of surprises, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Um, it feels. Um, 
inevitable, like what happens and how it happens, you know, it's, it's, uh, and it's such a tight scope. Whereas this is like, the character is similar, the, uh, like the action is similar, but like you have no fucking idea like where this is going. Mm -hmm. The characters don't know where it's going. You don't know who matters or why. And I think that's cool. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. it, it it made it feel like it's not like a John Rip a John Wick ripoff. It makes it feel like it's, it's something totally different. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely not. I wouldn't dare. Yeah, especially after seeing them go like the Keanu and Chad Stalski in that one video going, you know, Gaga over uh, his previous work. I wouldn't even dare yeah. say anything he does is John Wick ripoff. If anything. You could John Wick is ripping them off. Yeah, I think you could argue that John Wick ripped him off because they were just like, "Yep, we made this scene completely inspired by your one of your movies." Um, nice job. They said like, "This is our tribute. Good job." And I'm like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, I shouldn't say that. That's blasphemous. But no, yeah, but it's... take it back. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think that John. Yeah, John Wick ripped them. Ripped off this guy. Well, we gotta we gotta watch um we gotta watch that movie, The Villainess. It looks it looks fucking sweet. And I watched a clip of a scene, and I I don't know if the whole movie is like this, but the whole scene was done in that style where like the camera follows you like it was like a bus fight and like followed them like in and outside of like them you know dangling out the bus and like definitely in ways that are like you know, like you've never you never really see like this in a movie because like a camera doesn't move like this, but it's taking it into account. You know what I mean? It feels so deliberate yeah. and so cool. So I'd like to also check out that movie, uh, especially because I'm a big, you know, John Wick Chapter three fan. <laughs> yeah, sick. <laughs> it's also a great title. Yeah. Oh, it's cool. It's just it's like, oh, what? who is that? <laughs> um. I didn't actually I didn't really bring a lot of trivia for this. We don't really need to. We're we're uh how far are we? We're we're an hour and ten minutes in. Yeah. It's okay it's okay. We I think we just it you know, if I may, it sounds like we both had a good time watching this movie and we think it's visionary. So Mm. fuck you. (laughs) I I pulled a couple things though. I wanna see maybe you can rate I don't know the the source or whatever, but they, you know, I pulled IMDb trivia. You never know how true it is, but maybe <laughs> it's fun though. It's like so, a grab bag. I got two bits here, and then and then we can get out of here. I'll see what you think. <laughs> so, Juwan, the star of the movie, put on a total of seven kilograms, approximately fifteen point four pounds of muscle weight. He also went to three to four months of intensive training on performing stunts and action scenes, including car chases and handling motorcycles. Seems real to me. Yeah, that seems totally real. What I mean, if if it's not real, it's it's a very like two 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 truths and a lie kind of lie. It feels very believable. <laughs> it's part of it's part of the marketing of every action movie. Is you you want yeah. your star to come out and be like, or he didn't say this, but you know what I mean, like. You have The Rock and Jungle Cruise being like, hey, I did all my stunts or whatever. And it's like, okay, but what is that? What did you really do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I want the receipts. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they need to turn up like, you know, the Keanu Reeves uh, shooting at the shooting range video. Like, I, I actually don't need to see it. I believe it. I just believe it. 
<laughs> straight out. Um, and then also, well, actually, this this is uh, I I kind of noticed this in the bathhouse scene, but to show the urgency and confusion of Carter's situation, martial arts director Quan Gi Diok avoided the familiar production of a one-on-one fight and devised a way to show several characters intertwined in a dangerous situation at the same time. I thought that, I mean, you mentioned that in context of being like something like John Wick kind of does, but I, I thought it was like even crazier in this movie because he was fighting like hordes of people, like, you mm-hmm. know, the bathhouse scene starting you off of like this one guy, like fighting his way through all these like insane people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So they definitely put a and lot of the, thought and into it, that. It, it lended its it lends itself very well to being when the zombie hordes show up. Like you can't just fight one zombie; you gotta have like a hundred of them. Yeah, they gotta be World War Z style, like going all nuts and crazy, climbing all over the place. Yeah. Oh, I'll I'll just shout out one other, another scene that I thought was sick was there's like he's been captured at some point and they, they're going to like shoot him and like throw him into this pit full of bodies. And you see like bodies coming out of like a, like a dump truck basically. Mm-hmm. And then they, they put a bunch of gasoline all over these dead bodies and then they light them on fire. And then they all just like resurrect as zombies and like run out and attack them. <laughs> it's so sick. That was fucking awesome. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. There's just so many, random little not random but you know like little details like that like that they're like yeah let's do this really crazy thing (laughs) that it's like i can't even we can't go through and describe all the fight scenes but they're like littered with that kind of stuff yeah totally it's like you know all of it is like a 10 minute skydiving fight or like zombies on fire Yeah, and a lot as, of autom- automobile chases and and train and helicopter shit. Yeah, some say too many. Oh, I don't <laughs> say too many. I do say that perhaps a, a few minutes could be shaved off here and there. Is all I'm saying. I thought too. They like now that you mention it. I like the variety of stuff. It sort of reminds me of. Uh, I was thinking of uh, Hard Target, uh, the John oh, Wayne movie, yeah. where uh, you know you get like there's like motorcycles and there's like the shootout at the factory or whatever. But then there's also like a horse mounted helicopter chase. You know what I mean? That's like so sick. Yes. I remember that. <laughs> and yeah. And John wick chapter three does this too, where it's like, okay, now there's, now there's a horse race and now there's this and this and this. And so I just love like, this is like that perfect type of action movie to me where it's like, they like, you can like clearly tell they thought about what is like, what's some of the, shit we want to do in this movie and then like they kind of put it all together you know it's kind of too bad there wasn't a horse scene in this movie that i to see him on a horse would have been fucking sick well maybe in the sequel he rises out he was they were on a train to china like we didn't even get into china and i so i feel like there could be a chinese element to the movie too you're right yeah i forgot about that (laughs) Yeah, but they really, you know, like, that was, I was waiting for that. There was, like, CIA, South Korea, North Korea. I was waiting for, like, a, maybe there was, I guess. I don't know. I don't really remember, like, a Chinese spy. I guess I think there was one character, but. I don't remember. I don't even remember. (laughs) It was, it by that point, I was like, yeah, whatever. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, totally. (sighs) Well, yeah, like you said, I think we both thought this was visionary. 
Um, it was a great movie. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun talking about it with you. Yeah, I'm glad that we. Um, I'm glad that you found this this movie. I don't think I ever would have. I I guess I just wouldn't have known about it. No, yeah, I I was one that I'm just like I felt lucky to have come across it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. Go watch it if you are you know not squeamish about violence. <laughs> But it's, again, it's, you know, it's not, like, disturbing. It's just, you know, it's a lot of blood. It's a a little disturbing. Just a little bit. It is, but I don't know. (laughs) I always feel like one-on-one violent, like, I don't know. If it's, the power dynamics matter a lot in, in, like, scenes of violence, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And with this, it's just as, like, fuck it. Like, you know, there's zombies, there's... CIA agents, like he's got a bomb in his mouth, like who knows? You know, there's the power dynamics are just whack. And <laughs> I think that that adds a little bit to the fantasy element of this movie, even though the violence is not realistic, but as you mentioned, you know, graphic in it's an graphic. uncomfortable way. <laughs> graphic is for sure the right word. Yeah. Um, well, this is fun. Wow. Yeah. Um oh, we didn't even we didn't even really fully pick what our next movie would be. No, because uh uh Avatar is going to be in January, I guess, cuz it come When does it come out? Uh like Christmas time. So that'd be that'll be a January movie. Um this will this hopefully this episode comes out in November. I think I'll have it done <laughs> soon. Um but I well one thing we were talking about was watching a Shane Black movie because He's known for writing a lot of uh, action movies. And, of course, everyone knows the whole meme about he has a Christmas part in every movie. So we thought, why not? It's Christmas. He writes movies that are considered whip ass. So why not (laughs) cover some? I just don't know what we're going to do. Yeah. Fuck yeah. There's a lot of options. We might as well do a... Like, there are some Christmas movies that whip ass. In fact, like... The the Christmas movie for many people is Die Hard, which we're not going to do. But, you know, I'm just saying Christmas movies can whip ass. But yeah, in that we got a lot of options. Speaking of, well, Shane Black, I guess, had a hand in that. He Bruce Willis, he's in his the movie Last Boy Scout. We could do that. We could do Last Action Hero he wrote. So we could do some Arnold or there's Long Kiss Goodnight. So there's a lot of options of just like early 90s. God, like totally yes. our style movie for sure. Damn it, I'm excited. Uh, I wish we could watch them all. <laughs> I know. Well, we probably can. We, <laughs> if we yeah, really maybe, want to. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I don't know. I'm satisfied with giving this vague answer of what we're doing next. Yeah, it'll be a Christmas kind of movie <laughs> before while we tied ourselves over for um for Avatar. Uh, Avatar 2. So stoked. Avatar 2. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to see that like in theaters. Me too. On I, the big screen. Yeah, I haven't gone in a minute, and I'm so I'm excited to go see another movie. And uh, this is, I don't know, I'm so stoked to see this movie now. Yeah, I think the last movie I saw in theaters was um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Um, oh, right on. Which was also <laughs> fucking sick. All right, well... That yeah, that was another great episode. Um, uh, signing off. <laughs> it's goo. <laughs> and 
I'm Adriel. Stay cool out there, everyone. Stay cool. Yeah. Around the world now I'm back again. Who's been asking about me? In case you're wondering.